Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 45 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Libraries podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I am your host, Michelle Snyder. And I am Jacob Maracle. Hey, we're happy to be here today. We um, are beyond happy to be here today, Michelle. <laughs> happy. We have a lot of really important things to talk about, and I'd like to start the day by talking about a past event in my life. Can I share that with you, Jacob? I think it was one of the pivotal moments of your life in yeah. the last 10 years, right yeah. up there with your uh, with getting married. Yeah, it, right it might there. be. So one day at work, as I was just innocently um, performing my duties, I had stepped away from my desk for a moment, and a colleague of mine who had recently broken their wrist and was just, just doused in painkillers decided that it would be really great to cover my work area with dozens and dozens of pictures of Nicolas Cage. Does I, this does this sound familiar to you? Yeah, yeah, you know, it vaguely rings a mm-hmm, bell. Mm-hmm. Vaguely. And then that person, when I would then was like, why is this happening to me? This is horrifying. And then I would get up and leave and I would come back and there would be more pictures of Nicolas Cage. Truly. And now in my life, because I shared that with people, I am constantly being sent things about (laughs) Nicolas Cage. Little facts, little uh, things. You always got to see his new movie coming out. Jacob, no. We're not getting to that yet. I want to know once and for all, why did you do that to me? It was horrifying. I First of all, it's hearsay that I am the person responsible for that. <laughs> yeah, that's hearsay. what it is. It's hearsay. Um, I mean, granted. Well, I'm an artist. You understand. I can't explain my art all the time. And I shouldn't, I shouldn't ask you to explain it to me. I mean, he is um, the best actor in the world considered in China. Really? The, the Huading Awards bestowed on him in 2013 the best global actor in motion pictures. Well, you see there? So, I mean... Whoever this mysterious person is has gotten you lifelong connected to the greatest actor in movie history. I mean... That's like a billion people saying that, so... He's one of the few people I've known that has ever owned a pet octopus. Of course. So he's very... He's very fascinating, man. What else do we know about Nicolas Cage? Well, he named his kid Kal-El. He named his kid Kal-El. He has a tattoo of a lizard wearing a top hat on his back. That's fabulous, by <laughs> the way. <laughs> he also is going to be buried in a pyramid in New Orleans when he dies. So, you know, you would have to visit there. It's like, like some nine foot. Have you seen it? I've seen pictures of it. I have not actually seen it. Oh, oh such He's a glorious figure. Also, my favorite thing about Nicolas Cage, which shows you that, I mean, he's not just crazy. He's just, I mean, crazy he's like a fox yeah, next here. level crazy. So as we all know that, you know, weird diets, I think, are a staple of Hollywood stars. It's sure. very common. Sure, it's what they do. But few manage their plates quite like Nicolas Cage does. So he only eats, I can't even get this out. He only eats animals okay. that are dignified when they mate. What? Like birds and fish. He refuses to eat any living thing that has mated in a way that he doesn't find attractive. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't even really know. You don't know how beautiful I wanna, birds are. No, I'm just I'm kind of curious how that got started <laughs> in his head. He's like, you know what? I'm not going to do it. I'm just not going to do it, man. I don't. 
I don't know what to tell you. But oh, I, so <laughs> I love Nicolas Cage so much for just this kind of like wackiness. I have to say, I if anyone asks, I'd be like, no, I don't like Nicolas Cage. But then going it's all, through. Why did you have all those pictures of him on your desk if you didn't like him? How dare you? This I is mean, still happened, a fresh wound. It, it happened like four or five t- different times. Uh, never, it has. And it's, never a repeated picture, if I remember correctly. No, you did very well. You should be, you should be <laughs> proud of yourself. Uh, again. I'm not admitting to anything. And I hate you for it. But <laughs> when then looking back at Nicolas Cage films, I was like, oh, there's actually quite a few that I really like that there's, are pretty decent films. There's more than a few. He's got a lot of really good movies. Maybe a lot. Well, I'm a guy. We like <laughs> okay. His, we like his movies more <laughs> okay. than you would. I mean, my grandma and I did go to the theater to see National Treasure, and it, it was oh. National Treasure itself. So. Sec- second one's good, too. Um, Believe it or not. But his most recent film that I know of that was in theaters, to me, was going to be a real throwaway film. It was in theaters for like a week or two, and then it went right to video on demand. Yep. Um, But Andrew was really insistent that we go see it, which was Mandy, which you then saw. I did see that afterwards. And we need (laughs) capital letters here to have a discussion about Mandy, I, I don't. I don't even know where to begin I, with this I, movie. I don't either. I could not find a clip, obviously, to play because it's probably for the best. It was just either screaming or death metal. So, for a quick synopsis, and I'm going to say beforehand, we're going to talk about Mandy because it is unbelievable in its own right. But it is not an endorsement for everybody to go see it. Oh, oh no. <laughs> so no, 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 no. Know who you are. Know what you're into before you check if, this out. If, I was dreading seeing it, though, and then we'll talk about kind of how well, I felt. Yeah, you have a thing against Nicolas Cage for some reason. I'm I not sure why. I can't but, understand why. But yeah, it's, it's one of those movies that if you think of wild and crazy Nick Cage kind of movies that he does nowadays, this is, this is certainly if one of If you think of his face in every meme that you've yeah. seen, this is the Nicolas Cage. So the movie takes place in the Pacific Northwest in 1983, and it is about outsiders Red Miller, and that's who Nicolas Cage plays, and Mandy Bloom. And they just lead this loving and peaceful existence in their little cabin. Yeah, little lumberjack. Well, he's a little lumberjack. She likes to read her weird science fiction or fantasy books. But, you know, super cool. One night their cabin is savagely destroyed by a cult leader. Of course. As happens. Who's led by the sadistic Jeremiah and... I won't say everything that happens, but Red is then capitulated into, and this was um, in a review that I had to say, a <laughs> phantasmagoric journey. That sounds, right? that sounds about right. That is perfect. Uh, filled with bloody vengeance and, you know, laced with deadly fire. It is a trip. It is beyond a trip. I swear that I got hypnotized in the first hour of this movie because I don't remember some of it. Like, I know I watched it. Yeah, no. And it's it's a really difficult film to capture, like, tonally and narratively, I think, in a review. A largely, so the film is super stylish. Yes. Um, it's, it's totally trippy, trippy. It's a real visceral experience. And... I feel like it's hard to talk about because not that you forget things, but it it demands that while you're watching it, you really have to give yourself over to the film and be like a really active watcher instead of passively analyzing it. Yeah, you can't like be checking on your phone or looking away and stuff when stuff's going on. No, it. I did not blink for like an hour, and and you know my husband leaned over and he was actually like, "Do you hate this movie?" And I was like, 
what? He's like, I've just never seen your face like this during a film. He's like, you are just engrossed. I was like, I, I was like leaning forward with like my chin on my hands being like, what is happening? It's pr- it's a pretty decent reaction. Actually. I feel like for people, I mean, they say it, it kind of looks like an acid trip, but put on the, on the screen. Yeah, and you just, feel it. You're like, am I on drugs? Yeah. I feel funny. There's just like flashing lights going on and just screaming at the screen and some almost nonsensical plot at times going on. I mean, the movie exists in its own dimension. Yeah. It has its its own thing going on. Um, and then it just devolves into just this violent, just violence for violence sake in like a next level like I mean, all your top it's a flicks. it's a revenge film to, yes. to to say the least it's also possibly like an 80s um heavy metal band album come to life oh <laughs> the last also just be that the last shot of the movie is 100 percent just a heavy metal album cover from like sweden or something back yes in but it's like come to life in a film so i mean i know this sounds terrible and this <laughs> is I cannot stress enough. This is not something that I would normally be into. And when the movie first started, like the first scenes, it was like really dark. Like it was hard yeah. to see. And I was like, oh, this annoys me. Like I'm already going to dislike this movie. Why is it so dark? But then like the use of light and where it would shine, you're kind of like, oh, no, the director is just showing me exactly what he wants me to see. So I, instead of fighting it and being like, I want to see everything, I kind of just let myself go. And I was like, I'm just going to let this film dictate yeah. what I'm looking at and everything like that. And that, I think, was the way to do it. Yeah, it is, yeah, trying to guess what was going to happen in that movie or try to make sense of some of it, it's just, it's pointless. And, like, it just, it looks so... Like nothing you've ever seen before when you're watching the movie. Like yeah. you said, you just can't take your eyes away from it. And the score is like a whole other character in the film. And we haven't even gotten to the performance yet. I know. We can't. It's like. <sighs> once he, he starts out nice and reserved, like he's like, oh, he's actually either bored or not taking this movie seriously. But once he starts going on his little revenge heist, it is the full Nick Cage. Yeah, I mean, there's getting. almost like very limited dialogue. This is way more action. But there is really palpable emotion conveyed in the film between all of his insane volcanic outbursts. That's true. And his infamous, there's an infamous five minute scene like right in the middle there where he's just kind of like losing it a little bit when he's by himself. And it's and just, it's a great scene. It's, it actually shows you he can be a good actor occasionally. It really does. did. I was like, this is like the only time he's really acting in this film though. The rest, he's just. He's being Nick Cage. Yeah, he's just it. he's just being crazy. But yeah, with the, the sounds, I mean, there's like just violent noises throughout. But it really adds to the whole tone of the film. Yeah. I'm, it's, I, I have a hard time not suggesting people watch this, but at the same time also suggesting that they do. Because I feel like it's a movie a lot of people are going to hate, but some people are just going to love it like the whole time they're it's, watching it. It's worth, it's worth checking out just because it's, it's so original and you just have to let yourself go into the film. And if there ends up you know, being a sword fight, with chainsaws, accept it. Yeah, if, just you know, accept it. If somebody gets their their <laughs> head old. crushed with just bare hands by certain it. people, and just be okay with it. So, all right. So we talked about Mandy a bit. Um, it's n- I don't think it's no longer in theaters. The DVD is not out yet, so you can't grab it from the library yet. I think it's on demand, but as soon as it is for sale, yeah, jump on that request list now, guys. Get ahead of the game. It'll it'll be here. Um, okay, so you want to talk more about our little. Our little nephew of Francis Ford Coppola and some of his other films. The greatest actor 
of modern times. That Nicholas Cage. Are we in China? Because I don't know that that's accepted um, everywhere. But one of his films that that is is my favorite Nicholas Cage film where I think he does his best acting is Adaptation. Have you seen it? I have seen that movie. That's a very good film, actually. It's a really good film. So he, got a, he definitely got a nomination for that one. Yes. As he should. I mean, he could have gotten two since he plays mm, <laughs> two people. Yeah, but that's true. so he is playing Charlie Kaufman, who is a real screenwriter, if people don't know, who wrote the movie adaptations. Which <laughs> wrap, wrap, wrap your brain around that one. Yeah. First. So he's playing him as this like confused uh, L.A. screenwriter. And he's really overwhelmed by his feelings of inadequacy and self-loathing. Um, and by the screenwriting ambitions of his freeloading twin brother, Donald who is also played by Nicolas Cage. Of course. And I will say that for this film, the best compliment I could give is that while watching it, I forgot that they were both one person. Yeah, because I they, 100% felt like they were two different people. They are. He acts so differently for both of the brothers. Like there is not a similarity between the two to be had. They're both great performances in different ways. The one much more reserved and the other one just, you know, I Nick mean, Cage. Double the cage, double the fun. Yeah. That's really what this movie is. That's but, always the way I look at things. So in the film, again, while he's he's struggling to ata- um, adapt this book, The Orchid Thief, um, and the author in that book is Meryl Streep, so she's in it if you weren't sold already wow. by two Nicolas Cages. But it's just about his life's um, spinning from pathetic to bizarre. Yeah, and, you know, making awesome movies along the way, you know. It, uh, yeah, I mean, it's extremely odd film, but it has a lot of emotional touches. So I think it's a good place. It's a good place to start. Yeah, I'm, it's definitely one of the better ones. It's either that or his os- actual Oscar winner, which I'm sure we will get into by the end of the show because we kind of have to. I mean, you will. Yeah. I'm yeah. not talking about it because I hate that movie. But that's, why don't That's you right, everybody. Nicolas Cage won Best Actor. <laughs> yeah, can you be- do, well, do you want to just talk about that then? Yeah, let's get it out of the way. So he won it for Leaving Las Vegas. Yeah, I, I figured you wouldn't like that movie. I I'm really not, disliked that movie a lot. I am not thrilled with Leader. I don't think it's a very good movie, but I think he's very good in it. I guess he's just playing like the drunkest, saddest, most <laughs> pathetic, broken human ever. Which is kind of, you know, probably where his career, where he's at right now in his life, kind of doing that. He is here. not. He's riding high right now. Um, yeah, there's not a lot to say about Leaving Las Vegas. It's, it's a movie about a guy drinking himself to death in Vegas and befriending yep. a prostitute. It's basically what it is. It's it's a character piece. I mean, some people I know really love it. I think it's one of those films that uh, very much so depends on where you are in your life and when you see it for how you react to it. Yes. I saw I it really so. young, so there's even a chance that if I watched it again, I could react to it totally differently than when I was young and being like, I don't understand at all. Why doesn't he That's just true. stop? Why doesn't he just get better? That's <laughs> true, and there's probably something we are missing, but, you know, might as well go check it out, everybody. But if you want to have some real old school fun, mm. there was a time in the 90s where Nick Cage was the hottest actor or one of the two hottest actors, the other being John Travolta. And they decided to bring the two of them together <laughs> with the 1996 oh, classic Face Off man. from John Woo. Face Off. What a fabulous movie. I like this movie because the credits haven't finished rolling in the beginning before Nicolas Cage is completely off his rocker. No, he got to just immediately. So here's a fun fact about this movie. They filmed all the scenes uh, before they actually got to know how the other person was going to act in the movie. 
So basically, Travolta has to start acting like he thinks Nicolas Cage is going to perform in the movie. Why and Nicolas Cage has to perform <laughs> like he thinks Travolta is going to act. Oh, man. So they basically have to do cold impressions of the other guy having no idea what they're actually doing. I like that. Oh, oh, it's just, oh, it's so fabulous. So if you've never seen it, as ludicrous as plots go, this is the one. So Nick Cage plays the top terrorist in the world. He has a bomb set up in L.A., so he actually gets caught by the top FBI agent in L.A., played by John Travolta, and his brother gets thrown in jail. So they figure (laughs) the best way to find out the location of this bomb is to take literally the face off of Nick Cage and put it on Travolta and put it on Nick Cage and vice versa. But then Nick Cage wakes up. I can't. And he takes Travolta's face, and they basically swap places, one in jail and the other playing as the FBI agent. It is... The it, most ridiculous <laughs> premise. It is so great. It is so 90s in You're every You're just best like, way. oh, I just have such a distinct memory of being young and like my mom watching it like way after all of us did. And her just coming in the room and she's like, oh, so face off really means face off. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's. There's, there's. They oh. didn't pull any punches. They were very, very legit about what they were saying. Not only that, there is a five minute scene in the middle of this movie where Nick Cage is literally just saying, I'm going to take his face off. <laughs> <laughs> and the other guy's like, wait, wait, wait. You're going to take his face off? Yeah, I'm going to take his face <laughs> off. <laughs> it's just so great. All, all the parts of it are I haven't watched that in so long. I need to rewatch that. Another because f- now I remember liking it, but as we talk about it, I'm like, this sounds like the worst movie it's ever so, made. It's so stupid, but it's so <laughs> much fun. Another fun fact about this movie, uh, another awesome Nick Cage movie was Con Air, which we may or may not get to. But he literally went... His hair alone, oh, we could just talk about it in Con Air. Hours. It was long. <laughs> there was always wind. It didn't matter. He could be on a plane, just completely vacuum locked, and his hair would be blowing. It was long. It looks luxurious. It, was it didn't permed. at all. It didn't at all look like a wig at any point during the entire movie. <laughs> but he actually... The, f- the another conflict with heart. The, 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 the innocent guy in jail. With a spot-on accent. That entire movie. Mm. Baby girl. I gotta <laughs> get back to my daughter. <laughs> I could use more of that. That yeah. is pretty good. I am from the South, so I can do it you too. You do know your Nick Cage. I, t- I told you. This you know so, so many of his roles that you can print on can dozens do and dozens of pieces of paper. That's why I don't, again, not admitting to anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but he actually walked off of the set of Con Air and then less than a day later was on the set of Face Off and filming. I mean, that was such a great period of time for him. Those are big. Those are like two TBS films that are going to be on all the time. Yeah, and every time they're on, you're like, well, I'll right. watch it for ten I'll minutes. Yeah, I can see what's going on here. Yeah, I got some Steve Buscemi in uh, in Con Air. I'm pretty happy about the whole thing. Oh, but Face Off, just oh, so good, so good. So it's, means it's make, putting a smile on my face. Oh, yeah, we're pretty face. happy. Oh. All right, we're going to get into um, some where I think he's actually a good actor again. We're going to leave some of these big budgets. But one of my other favorite Nicolas Cage movies, Raising Arizona. Oh, Coen Brothers classic. Love that movie. It's so good. So if you're not familiar, it's about an unlikely pair, um, this couple who go to extreme lengths to have a child. So there's the incompetent robber, which is Nicolas Cage, and he marries a policewoman who is adorably played by Holly Hunter, and they discover that they're infertile. And in order to appease his wife's longings for a child, um, he steals 
one baby out of a set of quintuplets. So, I mean, they had so many. Yeah, they don't need them all. <laughs> they don't need all of them. And then just the mayhem that ensues when the child's super rich father sends a rabbit shooting bounty hunter after the kidnappers. I mean, just the amount of talent in this movie alone around Nick Cage, along with the script. I mean, this, it's a Coen Brothers movie, first yeah. of all. Uh, John Goodman is in this movie. John Goodman <laughs> is great. Uh, the usual Coen cast, the plot is much better and the soundtrack and like so many coen brothers films um it was a complete box office disappointment yeah when it came out and then as the years went on it became a cult classic uh this is one of the movies i've actually seen almost like one of the most of my life because this was one of those ones that used to play on fox on like saturday okay and you're like, like yeah like raising arizona's on all right i'll watch it again i've, I've listened to interviews with nicholas cage talking about it and how he's just because he's such a weird man but he's like i really saw the character as like as a woodpecker, you know, he was like Woody Woodpecker. So I made them put a fake Woody Woodpecker tattoo on me, and I had them do my hair so that I looked like, you know, great choice. Woody Woodpecker. That's like, a great what? choice because it, it works so well. <laughs> who who looks at a script and is like, I, I feel like my character is Woody Woodpecker. <laughs> well, he he does spend ten minutes in the middle of the movie running away, running around in the streets of Arizona. I guess that is true. <laughs> in one of the iconic movie. Oh. Raising Arizona is so good. It's really good. I don't even know if it's a comedy slash drama slash. It's like so many Coen brothers. Like it has its really dark moments, but then it's really funny. Um, A lot of black humor. So I think I always recommend their films. We should do a whole episode on them at one point. We should. But Um, Raising Arizona is a good one. Yeah. Just go check it out, everybody. I'm going to go a little bit more action-y because you've always liked better movies. I like the schlock. We know we know this. Our we, listeners yeah. know this. Spoiler alert, everybody. We love you for it. So we're going to go to the best Michael Bay movie of all time and probably one of the top five Is action movies of the 90s. Okay. No, believe me. He's made two good movies in his career. Only two, but he's mm-hmm. made two. Um, the Rock. I liked The Rock, yeah. too. It's one of the best Again, this is the ever. To me, that's the exact same as Face Off. That is the exact same as Con Air. It is that big budget like where they were coming out with those films that were actually good, the True Lies, mm-hmm. the, you know. The big budget action star driven flicks. They don't really Sean make. Sean Connery's in The Rock, right? Yes, he is. As the. Uh, I don't remember the premise of that film. Okay, so the premise of The Rock is Ed Harris is a Marine general. Okay. He steals some nerve gas and he. <laughs> Always. Yeah. And <laughs> nerve gas he, or a nuke. <laughs> and he has a team of <laughs> Marines that take over Alcatraz in San Francisco. And he's threatening to um, drop the gas on San Francisco unless the government gives like all the money and their black funds to military families. So he's not entirely a bad guy, but okay. we'll get into that later. So Nicolas Cage is like the FBI's top germ warfare guy, So he, and he's like a desk jockey, so he's playing a straight man in this movie Yikes. as much as yeah. Nicolas Cage can. <laughs> yeah. And Sean Connery's playing the only man who's ever broken out of Alcatraz. So they are tasked with leading a... Um, SEAL team to go break into Alcatraz and stop all of the right. gas. Oh, I just, need to watch this again. I'm putting all of these down because it's been so long since I've seen any of them. I mean, this is just a great action movie all the way around. The performances are solid. Michael Bay actually has a movie with a plot that makes sense. The bad guy, not necessarily a bad guy if he wasn't trying to kill. You know, it reminds me of like Black Panther, where I felt like that bad guy. I was like, eh, you have good intentions. Yeah, I would say like that's, you're a bad yeah, guy, but you, you have good intentions. Yeah, yeah, you're not. You're doing what you're doing for good intention right. reasons. You it's just pushed. a horrible thing. Yeah, this is back before Michael Bay started making Transformers and terrible movies left and right, and he actually was making it good 
What was his other good movie? You said he has two. Um, Pain and Gain with The Rock and Marky Mark. I, I don't think know if you ever saw I it. think that would be debatable. I didn't see it, but it's actually pretty decent. It's mm. much more. It's much less reserved, or okay. much more reserved than usual. But The Rock, if you love action movies, this I is. Forget Nicholas Cage was like a huge action star. He what was, happened? He was the. He was going to be Superman. Oh, gonna, that I don't. Oh yeah, you, that oh, I don't like at all. You need that to is, go look up that. I have. It's terrible. Oh, that long hair again. <laughs> it is terrible. All right, let's do a couple more good ones, so then we can talk about the really bad ones. Um, but do you know the movie? My favorite holiday film is The Family Man. You know, I haven't seen that in years. It is so adorable, and this is a good. This is a family film. Um, it's a really easy to appreciate classic Christmas movie. So he plays Jack, and Jack has this lavish, really fast-paced lifestyle. I don't know on Wall Street or something like that. He's big, mo- single money man, fast cars, and one night he stumbles into a grocery store holdup, and he ends up disarming the gunman. Okay, and then the next morning he wakes up in bed. And he is lying next to Kate, who's played by Taya Leone. And that's his like college sweetheart that he left in order to pursue his career. And he wakes up next to her and he's like, what? And then he horrifyingly discovers that his former life no longer exists and that he's just in this alternate sort of reality. And he, you know, stumbles through this suburban universe kind of, you know, finding himself at a crossroads and then having to choose between this life and his high-powered life and, you know, the classic Christmas. You kind of know where Money it's going. Money is bad. Crazy family life is good. <laughs> so, you know, but it's a really, it's a super cute movie. I remember it being a really, a nice, like, watch. It is. That's it. just it. Like, we were like, oh, it's not, like, super cheesy. It's not like a Hallmark movie, but it, it's funny. Nicolas Cage gets a little crazy in it in his classic way so you're like oh worth it i get some crazy nick cage on christmas like that is eat with my cookies perfect it's literally everything i want is just crazy (laughs) nick cage you'd be really happy to watch family man again that's another like pops up on tbs or something and i'm like yeah oh good the commercials are as long as the film so this year i think i'm gonna preemptively check it out from the library and have it boom no commercials. What do you think about that? I think that's a great idea. Man, I'm smart. Introduce I it to people. I am smart. It's almost like it's available at all 37 branches at the library. Even if we don't have it, just request it and we'll send it right to you. Look at that. Ugh, you just impress me every time. All right, let's, a couple more. All right, so because it's Buffalo, we have to make a mention of City of Angels because, of Why? course. Is well, that filmed here? Yeah, that's the Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah, that's where Iris is from. Oh, because of the song? Yep. I you don't really you stretched that one out. No, I just yeah, I have to bring it up. I don't really care if you watch it or not. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very it's a mediocre movie. But a very really, that movie makes me so angry. You know what? At I'm the just end, I'm just so gonna spoil stuff because that's how much we don't care if you haven't seen City of Angels. That dumb scene where Meg Ryan is just like, I'm going to ride a bicycle in the middle of the road with my eyes I, closed. I was like, girl, you get what you get. I laughed out loud you when that happened. You get what I you was, get. Oh, I was like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that'll. that's what's going to happen. Why are you riding a bike in the middle of the road with your eyes closed? By a, and then you're you, not even watching for log log trucks. You <laughs> dummy. You <laughs> dummy. Oh, so. so, yeah, it's, it's out there. It's a film. It, it, hits it all is a film. It's he, definitely a movie. He is not wrong. No, not at all. all um, right. Check out Snake Eyes as well. That I never saw. That's one of those, uh, it's Brian De Palma movie, I believe, and it's one of those ones where they start out, it's a real-time movie, so it's 90 minutes long, the movie takes place over 90 minutes, 
it's one of the ones that kicked off that um, gimmick. But Nick Cage is on the is in the majority of the movie on screen. Okay. And it's him and Gary Sinise, and he plays a cop trying to solve a murder in oh, ninety Gary. minutes. Gary Sinise. Yeah, a really good movie. And uh, if I you want something dark, go check out Eight Millimeter because the movie's gonna make your skin crawl, and you get to see Nick Cage go from Family Guy to outright lunatic screaming a James Gandolfini by the end of the movie. You can also get some good Nick Cage screaming in his classic Moonstruck with, oh, with Cher. Cher. Mm-hmm. Wow. Where Cher accepts a proposal. We're going um, old Nicolas Cage. Now. Oh, I love that Nicolas Cage from her boyfriend, but then finds herself falling for his younger brother, Ronnie, who's played by Nicolas Cage, who has one wooden hand. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. Uh, did I forget something important about Moonstruck? Does um, he have a wooden hand? Yes, hand? he has one hand, and it's his brother's fault. He blames his brother for losing the hand. <laughs> but he just has the most amazing scenes of like, look at this hand. I don't have a hand. Like, I, think I can't I gotta, believe you've forgotten. I think I got to go back and watch Moonstruck. Yeah, so good. So wow. that that's a good film. But... <sighs> As much as we love Nicolas Cage, we'd be remiss to not mention some of the absolutely terrible things. Also that known he's done. as anything after 2008, as <laughs> possible. Um, so, one that's important is a movie called Vampire's Kiss. Oh, not a good movie, but he makes the face in it that is now on every meme. Whenever someone wants to show somebody just like losing it and look totally crazy, and it's Nicolas Cage, know that it came from that movie. That's all we need to talk about that yeah. movie. I have to mention the movie Deadfall. Oh. He is in. I was not even familiar with this movie that has a 0% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, but I watched clips from it, and I don't. It almost looks like it's going to be so terrible that it's amazing. I think it transcends into it's so terrible that it's just terrible. Like, it can't even crawl out of it. Yeah, He's like, doing an accent in a show like this. Like, oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Oh, so good. boy. And then I think his most famous fail, I couldn't handle watching this movie, but Wicker Man, the <laughs> remake of an already bad horror film, remade, Nicolas Cage style, where... Full on. You're getting the full cage in I this mean, movie, if you've ever wanted to see him wear a bear suit and maybe punch a lady in the face, he, we, we talk about that. He doesn't just <laughs> punch that lady. He puts his whole body weight into that shot. I mean, and then the infamous scene... <laughs> where so these crazy pagan people are like going to sacrifice him and if you're not familiar for real we're not giving anything away this has no. been all over the world you really probably it's another one you but probably they, shouldn't watch this movie but. they put like a like a cage on nicholas cage's head a cage on a cage and then they just fill it with bees <laughs> and he's so bummed <laughs> let's play a really quick clip before we head out of nicholas cage here what is it what is it what is that? What is that? What is it? Oh, that is the greatest actor in, a, in movie history right there. Folks. I mean, best global actor in motion pictures, 2013 Chinese winner. I mean, you know, j- just the bees. The bees. The bees. Oh, actually, probably worth seeing that film. Yeah, even just, though it's terrible, it's definitely worth. I mean, it, we so. we literally just laughed out loud for two scenes <laughs> in that movie that weren't meant to be funny, but oh. just turned out to be awesome. All right, well, we're out of time, so we we could talk. 
conservatively for another five hours. It's true. We could just we could go on and on. We could go through the whole filmography and just love it. You know, some of the the little facts that I wanted to share with you today. You know, I like to always expand your knowledge at the end. I've I've picked all of them that kind of correlate with a Nicolas Cage film. All right. Okay. Ready? So the first one is: Did you know? Speaking of bees, that honeybees actually fly 15 miles per hour. I did not know that. That's fast, right? That is. That's a zippy little bee. Yeah. It's very impressive. Especially and those little small wings that they got. Well, they have a wing stroke of 11,400 times per minute. Jeez. It's so fast. That's what makes the buzzing sound. Bees are putting in work. Right? So then what else do I have here? Oh, um, so adaptation time. 40% of twins invent their own language. Really? Yeah, it has a name. It's called, oh, I got to say, cryptophasia. And it's a language created by young twins that only they understand. It usually like includes different mannerisms and physical motions as well. Mm. To other people, it sounds like gibberish, but it's definitely a language that they uh, they understand. Okay. And identical twins that as they grow up, if they lead really different diets and lifestyles, they will actually start to look less like each other over time. Oh, well, that's disappointing. That's I like, crazy. I like my twins to look alike. I like my twins to always look like twins. And then what else? Oh, then I tried to go for some Mandy talking about revenge. Okay. <laughs> I know a song so, about his dog, right? That song Mandy? Yeah, it's about his dog. Great. That was a, we'll dig into that after the show. That was a great segue. But so we as a people often believe that exacting revenge is a form of emotional release and that getting retribution will help us feel better. That is how Nicolas Cage felt and Mandy. And I think a lot of movies kind of portray the act of revenge as a way of gaining closure after a wrong. But after studies, this proven that revenge actually has the opposite effect. And that even though the first few moments feel rewarding in the brain, these psychological scientists have found that instead of quenching hostility, revenge prolongs the unpleasantness of the original offense. Yeah, it makes sense. So it just makes you suffer more than... Yeah, because now you got guilt on top of your already misery. So there it is, people. Don't do it. Unless you're Red and Mandy, and then definitely do it, because you need to watch him do it, because it's totally worth it. Yeah, yeah, you need to be. You need to have that catharsis of being covered in blood in a car screaming. You you really do. It's a great film. Okay, guys, thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye.